Louise. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. And hi to everyone who's tuning in to join us for another live show of your Kick-Ass Career Weekly Wrap-Up. We're glad you're here live. And for those of you who are coming in for the replay, we're glad you're here as well. Um, as always, we encourage you to drop in the comments where you are, how you're doing, um, while we just jump in and start our weekly wrap-up conversation. Louise, how was your yeah. week? Here, here we are on Friday again. Here we are on Friday again. <laughs> I didn't know it was Friday until like halfway through the day. So is that a good thing? I think maybe. I don't know. It's so interesting. The week has felt a little wonky. And yesterday I was not feeling well. I'll be really honest. I even did a COVID test and everything. I'm fine. Um, but it was, it was a little... Like it felt like a little bit of a lost day, even though I know that I did some work and I, I worked with a client, a couple clients and all of that, but it did feel a little bit like a lost day. So I kind of today was trying to figure out what day of the week it was. Um, you know, I think uh, lots of, uh, lots of us, at least myself in my prior life, like we always just shop for Friday, right? Like you just get to Friday then the weekend's right there and there's this. There's this push. It's like a race, right? Just yeah. trying to get to the finish line. And kind of taking the time to do this wrap-up, I think, and this reflection just kind of puts less pressure on Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Like Friday, there's a lot of pressure on Friday, right? It's pressure on like, how did the week go? And right, like all that happens on Friday, right? The weekend, there's, I think there's a lot of pressure on the day of Friday, Um and by wrapping up and I think reflecting, it's, it takes a little pressure off the day. I like that reframe. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that, it feels good. It feels like, because you're right, we do, we put, I think we put pressure on different times, right? Friday being one of them, definitely the weekend. We put a lot of pressure on our weekends, whatever our day yeah. of the week our weekend is. Yeah. Um, Any time that feels like it's our time, I feel like we do put a lot of pressure on that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This week for me has been one of um, of real like reflection almost every day. So my weekly wrap up today is really I'm just reflecting on what's happened since yesterday because I've been taking the time um, every day to um, really re reflect, look look on the day and say. Um, where did, what was the most important thing, right? Am I spending my time doing those important things? And um, that's not just what's important at work, right? Am I spending important time with my family and friends as well? And so that's, the week's been about incorporating that balance into my life. Mm. Yeah, well, you know how much I love that word balance. <laughs> <laughs> harmonizing. Uh, it seems like balance to me. It's not a teeter-totter, but it does feel like sometimes it is a little bit of juggling, right? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. How about um, yeah. It's interesting because so uh, last week I shared that what I've been doing for the last few weeks is I would pull an Oracle card for myself uh, on Monday and that would kind of be my focus for the week. Um, and then each morning I pull a card and see kind of how am I filtering this in? What, what, what do I need to focus on or what would be um, an, an offering? 
for me to focus on for that day. And it's been really interesting this week because each day they built on themselves and I got to today's and today was grace. And I think that that was really a, a necessary um, card for me this week because it, it was looking back over what I've been focused on for the week, which uh, my intention was really um, taking some, some mental leaps in how I'm approaching different parts of my business and getting prepared to take some actual leaps in my business as well. Um, and to come to today and to be able to reflect on that idea of having some grace in, in my day um, is, was really helpful. And I actually found that I made some really great strides today towards taking those leaps and taking those actions in, in a little bit more meaningful way. Um, and I love that, that um, I'm going to show this up here. Malik shares that balance is a practice, not an outcome. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. No, I don't like the word balance. Um, balance to me creates a lot of stress. And I'm not, you know, talking about all of the elements of balance. Balance to me creates too much stress in, in my life, in my world um, to try and go for balance because balance means like coming from the halls of justice, right? coming from being a practicing attorney, we're looking for balance. We're looking for equality. Um, and uh, I don't want to go too far down this path today, but equality isn't where I want to put my focus. I want to put it uh, on, on equity. Um, and there is, they're trying to create that level of balance feels very stressful to me. So I don't love the word. You can love the word. Everybody else can love the word. I don't personally love the word balance. The, uh, the image is really interesting because I think of balance as a stepping on a, on a, like a, a ball, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm on a ball, not necessarily that there's the teeter totter or the scales, but it is really interesting, um, right? Words are really important and what meaning we assign to them, which is, I'm going to use as a segue into our topic today cool. around toxic positivity, um, Kim, give me an example of what we're talking about around toxic positivity. Ooh, um, well, the one that that always gets to me is everything happens for a reason. Mm. It's going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason. No, screw you. This hurts right now. I, I don't like that one. Right. Tell me a little bit about about that statement. It's okay. Um, everything happens for a reason. It, it glosses over and it's, it's a bypass of what I'm feeling right now. It's a bypass of what, what is real in, in my uh, perception, in my experience of what's going on uh, at the present moment. And to bypass those things means that we are not giving, um, weight, we're not giving the ability to experience and express um, the full range of our emotions. Um, yeah, Malik, it's just, it's like, why, why on earth would we ask people to not have emotions? And why would we label emotions as good or bad emotions? Right. Uh, hun, yeah, absolutely. Y you know, you're using, when you were describing that and using those words, it really felt like oftentimes those statements, those toxic positivity statements 
um, devalue our own experience of what's happening. And so kind of it falls into like, you shouldn't feel so bad, right? Like other other people have it worse. And it's like, well, shouldn't, right? Like, like, right. Don't should. Yeah. Don't should on other people and don't should on yourself. Um, But really, yeah, devaluing and and negating uh, an energy and emotion that someone is having to say that's that they should be doing something different, that what they're feeling isn't true or valid. Yeah. So Malik brings up a good point here. Why is it that everything happens for a reason is only offered offered up when unpleasantness is happening, right? (laughs) And so I think this goes to what you were saying. It's like the who who here thinks, and I know nobody can raise their hands, but seriously, think about it. Who here thinks that when we were born into this world, we were guaranteed happiness, joy, and light all the time? (laughs) And if you do, you may be experiencing toxic positivity. (laughs) Because that's like, that's not, that's not the human experience. I mean, babies, babies cry. They feel things, right? It's not, they don't have the the meaning associated with it yet. They don't have the stories that we give to it as we grow older, but we all feel pain and discomfort. It is a natural part of, of being a human being. And somehow as we grow up, we think it's like, no, no, you're not supposed to have those feelings anymore. Well, I, I think it starts from, from, from that, right? Like, what do you say to a crying child, right? Don't cry. It'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, lots of the, the power of, of words that come into play around toxic positivity. And I think that that has leaked into our profession um, a lot. And so the coaching industry as well. I think it's more than leaked. <laughs> I think it has more than leaked. It is so funny because when I talk to people who don't know uh, what what a coach does for for a living, like how we will show up and and create uh, an opportunity a container for true deep transformation. They think it's all about um, uh, giving advice for one, but then it's also like sweet talking you and puffing you up and making you feel better. And that's absolutely the opposite. Like I don't want anybody to feel bad. Sure, that's who I am as a person. I tend to be a naturally positive person. And yet I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, you know, everything's going to be fine. Just go meditate and, you know, you'll manifest your heart out. It'll all be good. That high vibes does not, sitting around talking about high vibes and creating, you know, I, I like talking about high vibes. I like talking about, you know, raising my vibra- my vibration and being in one with the universe and all that. It's fabulous and fun to talk about and a part of who I am. And I don't think sitting around raising my vibration all day and being in a positive place, only in a positive place, is going to do me any good. It's not going to get me where I want to go in, in my life. It's not going to get my business where I want it to go. It's it's a, a component of who I am is wanting to find wanting to find an opportunity to see the positivity. And yet I don't want to gloss over the, the pain and the discomfort. Right. I'm not advocating for anybody to go sit in pain and discomfort. And at the same time. I don't want you to gloss over it either. Does that right. make sense? 
Yeah, and and I think sometimes we do we do have to sit with emotions. This this idea of um, bumping over um, different emotions, I think, kind of highlights for me this idea of like, what does it mean to be emotionally healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not called like it's not, we have emotions; they're plural. I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's more than one. one. And so allowing yourself to really experience all of the emotions, I think by, by glossing over some of those, um, I call them unresourceful because they, they're just not resourceful at the time that you have them. Right. But if you gloss over them, um, you, you kind of train yourself to actually not feel them Mm -hmm. and you're, um, pool of resources, the, all of the emotions that you once felt, um, it just becomes smaller and smaller because you don't sit or an experience, sit in an, and experience an emotion fully, right? And and completely, and that can bring such, um, I don't know. Some sometimes is just such relief that comes with you know allowing that energy to go where it needs to go whatever you call the emotion, wherever it sits in your body, however it makes you feel, what it makes you think, it's all energy. Um, you just, you just call it something different. And, and I truly believe that like all of our emotions are either resourceful or unresourceful at the time, right? Happiness and positivity do not go well when you are at a funeral. Like that doesn't really. Although I, I can't think of a funeral that I haven't laughed at. So for sure, right? But if you are if you're not able to kind of sit in the sadness of it all, you really yes. miss out on a huge part of that, even being in that collective community. Um, well, and it's it's not just even missing out, right? Like we miss out on that part of the human experience by not experience not experiencing the full breadth of of emotions that we have uh, accessible to us by not processing through the emotion and actually being in the emotion, being filled with grief or sadness or anger, whatever those emotions are, by not allowing that process to go through, we're actually trapping it within ourselves, which then causes all sorts of problems with our our, our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, our mental bodies. Those all start to get affected when we're holding on to so much of the emotions that we haven't wanted to face. And so by slapping a sticker on it and being like, nope, I want the glittery part of my life only, we're really doing a disservice to ourselves as human beings. And that's affecting all of our lives. Right. Well, it's interesting you use the word glitter because glitter doesn't glisten unless there's light and dark, right? Unless there's both. And so, yeah. I heard you say glitter doesn't listen. You said glisten. And I was like, glitter doesn't listen. You're right. It goes everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you're picking it out of the carpet for weeks and weeks after. Or other places. It just depends. Right. It's like how much glitter has you have used? Yeah. Um, By the way, um, if you're going to use uh, glitter dust, shimmer dust, when you are baking, like our daughter loves to do. Be really careful with it. It's fun and beautiful. Um, I digress. So, Louise, where do you think um, 
Where do you think this desire for this level of positivity is coming from? I think that as humans, we have this innate desire to make people feel better, right? And to help people um, get into that happy place as quickly as possible. Um, and, and I think it is actually part of, of like, like genetically who we are. I think we, we default to this idea of like, that we don't want to sit in the sadness. We want to see people happy or we're uncomfortable with the sadness ourselves. So we don't know how to deal with it. So it's easier to deal with happy than it is to deal with sad or angry or those kinds of things. Um, but you and I have talked a lot about really exercising your empathy muscle, right? Allowing people to be in whatever emotion they're in and not, not shame them into feeling something different, not shooting them out of where they are. Right. Right. Because right. there's, there's a lot of opportunities for us to, um, whether it's in the workplace or at home or with our friends or even with ourselves, um, to move away from those, those, um, toxic positivity statements, um, where it is just kind of slapping on the happy smiley face, right. Getting, right. getting the gold stickers everywhere. Right. Um, everyone's a winner kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and getting to that place of, of really deep empathy, um, Terms like, I know, I hear you, I see you, that sounds painful, right? Acknowledging that somebody is having a an experience that is not what one would consider a positive experience. It's not on the happy end of the spectrum. Um, we having that ability to create some space for empathy is it, huge. It goes so much further than saying to somebody, because you are doing the disservice and you are diminishing their experience mm -hmm. um, when, when you just kind of, to go back to the baby experience, right? It's like to say, sh 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 don't cry. You're now telling somebody who's exp who's using the only method of communication it can yeah. to stop communicating, yeah. <laughs> versus, which that's not a good thing, versus giving some soothing and saying, I know that can be really hard. Yeah. And trying to see some empathy for, right. It's like, you're hungry. I get it. You're wet. I get it. Like, and yes, we're boiling this down to what goes through what's happening with a baby. But if we extrapolate that out to an adult, we have the same needs as a baby. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So I was wondering if, um, you, you could do a little exercise with me. Happy to. Um, let's talk about, <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about reframing a little bit. And okay. so I have a couple of like um, what I think are toxic positivity statements. And I'll encourage everyone who's listening to if, if one of these, uh, if you have one that is a default that just really gets to you or you hear it often, pop it into the comments. But Let's reframe some of these things because this is really about you, right? Like if you find yourself in a wanting to help, I think often we default to these really um, general statements that we think are helpful when they're really not. Um, so we talked about one at the top, 
uh, right? Uh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> everything happens for a reason. So what about, um, it could be worse. Can you reframe that? Um, just to give our listeners a tool maybe to see how, what I really want to, what I could really be saying that would be helpful. Yeah. So I think other ways to say that is that sounds hard. Um, you know, I hear you when, when you're talking about whatever this thing is that, that is, is, is painful or, or uncomfortable right now. So I think those, just those two, two simple things, if I hear you and, and that sounds hard. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, even I think that the whole like offer of support, how can I support you? Um, yeah. right. And, and that, that can be a way, cause that, I think that's really what we're trying to do right? Is, is help and support someone. Um, we're just going about it in a little bit different way. <laughs> That's not helpful or supportive. Um, what about always, always look on the bright side of life? Well, other than wanting to go into a song and dance. <laughs> uh, um, always look on the bright side. Um, I think an alternative to that would be, um, I think I want to I want to know what the situation is in that one because uh, right because in that one it feels situational. Um, if something if somebody were to tell me, just look on the bright side, I my response like my response feeling is but what's wrong with the side I'm looking at? So what would I want to hear instead would be, um, is there another way you could think of that? Having somebody ask me just the question of, I hear you. Is there another way that you could think of that? Right. And kind of like this, this idea of like, like we can think of, of other options or other outcomes when you're stuck in a, in a place. Right. Um, and um, helping someone kind of transition mm -hmm. through that when they're ready, which I think is key too. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, whatever the situation is, um, we'll be able to make sense of it, you know, when we can. Um, but we don't have to do that right now, right? Like you can sit there and be, right? Insert emotion here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have one that um, I really don't like um, and that I hear often um, and have heard often in my life. Um, and that's, um, failure is not an option. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> failure is totally an option. Um, whoo. Yeah. That's my, that's my initial response to hearing that one. So what I would want to hear instead is, um, fail faster. Malik says, Ooh, I love that. Fail faster. Yeah. Giving permission to fail is huge. So I'm trying to think in terms of if somebody is feeling like they're up against a wall and they need to push through to get that thing done, because that's kind of when I feel like I would hear the, you know, failure is not an option. You got to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I think what, what is more encouraging is, um, checking in with the person on, on 
where that, like where they are with that goal, where are they headed, how, right. And being really curious about it. I don't have necessarily, um, a, a flat answer that somebody could always say instead, but I think leading with the curiosity in that one, um, even over empathy. I mean, I think empathy plays into curiosity, but being super curious about kind of where they are instead of saying you can't fail at this. What right. about for you, Louise? Well, see, these are all so really vague, which which is really interesting, right? All of these ideas around these toxic positivity statements, they're all super vague. They don't address the issue, the problem, or the emotion that someone's having. They're just these like broad stroke um, over the canvas. Um, I think for me around failure is not an option is let's take a moment to define what success really looks like um, because it, that is the gem, right? It's, it's you looking at what you're really trying to achieve, where you're really going and what, what does success look like um, on your journey or when you get there. Um <laughs> Right. When you push through and you're going for an outcome, you can't even guarantee that that outcome is going to be successful. It's just the outcome that you picked yeah. at the time you started that yeah. you thought would be successful. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that that just triggered a whole, hey, well, we would we should probably talk about outcomes uh, and goal setting and all of that at some point, because. There are, for sure, again, in our industry, there's that idea of we're going to set a goal, you're going to reach the goal, you're going to hit the goal, you're going to do this, and failure's not an option, and we're going to give you all the shiny gold stickers you need with toxic positivity along the way to get there. Right. And quite frankly, that's bullshit. It's not going to work. It's not going to stick. You're not going to transform your life and your work and your business. It just, it doesn't work that way. That's not how we, that's, that. And we see that with, again, going back to, we see it with our kids. If we treat them like that in school, on their athletic teams, if we teach them to push and grind and get through in that way and hit that goal, and if you don't reach that goal, then there's something wrong. Like, it's the opposite of toxic positivity. And yet, it's tied into it. Mm -hmm. Right? It's yeah. tied into like toxic positivity really gets to that place of beating you down if you're not in that space. Yeah. It, again, it's shame. Um, what's the Brene Brown book? Um, Gifts of Imperfection. There you go. Right. And it really comes down to, I think, toxic positivity is actually a, a tool that um, that is used to shame someone who's, who's in a space um, because we're trying to Right. Yeah. 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 We could, we should, we could do in a whole should. I almost should on you. Sorry. Don't shut on me, lady. A whole episode on goal setting and objectives and outcomes because, like, yeah, traditionally the, that whole goal setting way that, that we go about it is really, really limiting. Um, because often we get to the goal and we stop. Um, we only set goals we know how to achieve. If, right, as a perfectionist, um, somebody who doesn't like to fail, um, then you set yourself up for being smaller than than who you could be um, if you look at failure as an option, as a, as a great outcome. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. As Malik said, fail faster. Right. I mean, you, it is the, yeah, I think we have all sorts of things that we can talk into with that. And I think this, this, we talked a lot about the role of empathy. We talked about, right, how do we reframe, reframe these things? And I think just an understanding that toxic positivity um, and the positivity movement that is out there um, really starts to hide uh, our ability to deal with our fears, our fears of rejection, our fears of negative emotions, our fears of judgment. And instead of um, putting a Band-Aid on them, uh, we really need to address our fears and work through our fears because even if they're currently only showing up for you in one area of your life, believe me, they're going to show up in all of the areas of your life once you get it solved by hitting your goals in one space. <laughs> So many rabbit ears. We're having all those air quotes. All those air quotes. Um, absolutely. Any last words um, about toxic positivity or, or I don't know, like help or support? Because I think that there are absolutely certain people who default, and I would call who are toxic people, who that is all that comes out of their mouths. And then I also believe that there are many of us who, because that is a habit or what we've heard for decades of our lives, because right from that baby, right, it's okay, don't cry, that we don't often know what to say or how to be in, in an emotion uh, with someone. Any hints or tips or any advice, anything at all? Um, I'm just going to speak from my personal experience because as somebody who, again, I tend to be a very positive person, I was raised by a very positive person, um, so much so that I have spent time living, being the spewer of toxic positivity <laughs> and the receiver of toxic positivity. Um, it doesn't make you a bad person if, if you wade in those waters. Um, it gives you an opportunity for growth. So as with everything, just being aware, creating that awareness in yourself that maybe what I'm saying or maybe what I'm receiving isn't helpful. Um, how do I step into this in a different way? How can I use curiosity and empathy? How can I use reframing um, to maybe step in and out of this where it gets really toxic and and be okay with being a positive person who has the full range of emotions and for encouraging others to do the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, again, speaking just from my personal experience with it, um, you know, God love my therapist and God love my coaches who have themselves said to me, that's great, Kim. We know you're a positive person. We know that you want to look on the bright side of life. Now let's get underneath it and see what's actually boiling so we can address that issue. And, um, and when you do that, you really have an opportunity for amazing growth. How about for you, Louise? What what closing thoughts do you have? Well, I think this goes back to our optimism uh, conversation a few weeks ago. And that's really around, um, for me, like I I believe I'm a very optimistic person. But that doesn't mean I only have happy, joyful, sunshiny um, emotions. And and those are not always the outcomes that that. Um, happen or that I believe to happen. 
by really keeping open mind around all the possibilities. I think we limit ourselves when we're only looking at the positive side, when we only want to see the good or see the bright, um, we miss out. Uh, I think for myself around positivity is really leaning into fully experiencing emotions as an adult, as a 50 year old, um, that I've actually probably never had, right? And really expanding my library of emotions and 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 sitting in some of those um, crunchy places and knowing that it's okay, that it's temporary um, and I still get to be there. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I won't be there forever. Um, so I think for me, it's really around just wanting to experience all those emotions. Um, I think it's it's really healthy and it's kind of exciting to think about um, what that is. Those are those emotion wheels. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I use those a lot. Yeah. yeah right. And those are really fabulous to say, like, let's really start to explore what this looks like and really know that if you're frustrated, it's telling you something. So don't gloss over it. Right. Don't right. jump over it. Um, and if you are um, helping someone through a sticky situation, that it it's it's only sticky if it's sticky, like you could still be in it and not have it stick to you. Yeah, it's totally fine. And uh, I, I do love that right here, right now, we had the Library of Emotions trademark Louise Neal 2022 mentioned for the first time <laughs> because I, that it, it is so true. It's like going through and figuring out um, one of the limitations and we will, will um, in the show notes, notes, we'll include a link for um, and we'll, uh, an emotion wheel, um, Brené Brown's book, as well as the optimism episode from a few weeks ago. Um, but I feel like even that emotions wheel is limited because I'm like, but I have other emotions. Absolutely. There should be some, well, here I'm shutting again, but having some blanks on it because like we get to define what that looks like. Right. And, um, but just seeing the, the depth and the breadth of emotions, it's like, holy smokes. Like I don't even know, like, what's the difference between angst and anger? I don't know. It's really close alphabetically. Um, uh, but uh, right. So just being open to, I think, exploring what that is and you get to decide, right? Like the, your emotions are your emotions, call them whatever you want. Um, but really starting to experience all of them, I think is, um, is interesting for sure. It is so interesting. And, and I, you know, all sorts of good tidbits came out of this conversation that I want to kind of extrapolate on and have further conversations. So I look forward to those. Yeah. Um, what are your golden nuggets for today? Um, okay. Before I get to golden nuggets, I'd love for folks to and put in the comments, like all of these rabbit holes that we could go down today. Um, we kept trying to bring it back, but there's so many like juicy tidbits here in this episode. So please share um, what you would like to hear more of so that we can talk about those things because um, we love to talk about those things. Uh, my golden nugget, uh, I think really goes around to, never really thought about it until you and I started having this conversation, is really around the, sh the shame that comes with toxic positivity. I never want someone to feel bad. And as much as I am trying to help someone navigate some really sticky, choppy waters, um, I never mean to do that, but it is a default and I get a do-over. 
right? Something can spew out of my mouth and I get to say, that's not what I meant um, and say it again. Um, So I think for me, that whole idea of shame um, was, was something that stuck out for me. Um, What about yourself, Kim? So for me, it was the conversation around how we start this when people are infants, right? When we're infants, we started already. Um, and how as parents, we have that opportunity um, to start to change that for future generations. And how can we reparent ourselves so that we can show up a little bit more differently in our other relationships, um, including in our workplaces, um, so that we are um, leading with empathy and leading with curiosity instead of just shutting down and, and making somebody, you know, pushing away um, anything that comes up that it, that maybe makes us uncomfortable, right? Um, I know that there have been opportunities where I have shared emotions um, in a workplace and it's like, oh, we can't deal with emotions in the workplace. So guess what? People have emotions for humans. Um, so that's a whole nother thing we can talk about too. Plural <laughs> again, right? Right. <laughs> Thank you for letting us uh, know uh, what you want to talk about in future episodes. We really appreciate that. We appreciate you taking the time to spend uh, this time with us on Friday afternoons or whenever you listen. Um, We're just glad you're here to help develop your own kick-ass career. Um, Louise, do you have anything else to say before we sign off? Uh, What are we talking about next week? Oh, my gosh. We would do that. (laughs) Yes. We are talking about values at work. Um, so Louise and I were talking about, you know, should we talk about like, how do you start to really develop your kick-ass career and, and finding work that fits? And really what it starts with is, is values and, and identifying your values and how that works. And so we're going to dig in a little bit about values and how they show up and how you can work with them and how when your values, I think, are a little askew from what you want them to be, how you can strengthen those just like any other muscle. <laughs> what was that wink? I don't even know. So I love values and, and yeah, I can't wait to talk about it because much like emotions, just because we call something, something like it means something to us, right? Then we don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about values enough. We don't talk about emotions enough. Um, like we'll start talking more. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, now thank you for joining us. <laughs> Take two. That's those do-overs. You get to do them real time. Absolutely. Um, it's the joy of live broadcasting. All Thanks, right. everyone. Thank you. Have a great week and bye for now. Bye for now.